0: Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. This is the podcast for the wrestling fan on the go or on the lockdown, as it were. I know most places have gone to a stay in place, order, or don't go out, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Most places, that's where we are. But we're still here. We are still producing content. So take your favorite beverage of choice. As we look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Folks, I had a great week. Feeling much better. I had this thing where in the middle of the day and towards the end of the day, I'm getting some sort of a congestion. And knowing that in this day and age, you are... Almost ostracized if you cough or if you sneeze. It is a bit concerning, at least for me. It is. But I get through it, put something on, take a Tylenol, go to sleep, wake up better in the morning, rinse, repeat over and over again, day after day. But other than that, feeling good. My back is feeling better. A little twinge of pain, but not as nearly as bad. As it was, so that is good, staying in place, really haven't gone anywhere, I did have one appointment this week, other than that, I've been right here, still trying to do things, have a normal, in quotes, life, but still plugging away at it. Today, we are looking at the Clash of the Champions 3 from the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Clash of the Champions 3 Fall Brawl took place on September the 7th, 1988 at the Albany Civic Center in Albany, Georgia. There were 3,700 people in attendance and the show drew a 5.4 rating on TBS. This is Crockett's last stand. The last Clash of the Champions promoted by Jim Crockett Promotions as the company was in severe debt at this point and a couple of months later would sell to the Turner organization, Jim Crockett's last stand, who knew that it was going to take place in Albany, Georgia. We start out by recapping Sting's two prior Clash matches. He takes on Barry Windham for the U.S. title tonight. We go to our Clash opening credits. Tony Schiavone welcomes us, and he is with guest host Ric Flair, looking very dapper in a tuxedo. They talk a little bit about the upcoming matches. They then throw it to Jim Ross and Bob Caudill, who will be calling the action. We begin the evening's festivities with the NWA World Television Championship match. Mike Rotunda with Kevin Sullivan versus Brad Armstrong. They begin with a feeling-out process. Rotunda hits hard, but Armstrong is up to the challenge. Jim Ross mentions college athletics if you're drinking at home. Take a shot. Armstrong has a side headlock on. He gets a lateral press but can't get the three count. Armstrong looks good and the crowd is really digging him. Rotunda comes back and punishes Armstrong on the outside. Armstrong kicks out on a two count to a big pop. Rotunda struggles to get Armstrong away. Steve Williams comes out and the crowd is hot. Back and forth. Rotunda gets the airplane spin on. Still just gets the two count. Multiple pin attempts here. It ends in a time limit draw. They frame it as Armstrong has survived and gone the distance. Armstrong replaced Tim Horner here, who had left the company in August. Tony Giovanni and Ric Flair talk about the last match. They then talk about the ongoing Flair-Luger feud. Jim Ross and Bob Caldwell talk about Jimmy Garvin having his leg broken. They then show a video of it happening. Special tag team challenge match The Sheep Luke Williams, and Butch Miller with Rip Morgan versus Steve Williams and Nikita Koloff. The Sheep Herders have the early advantage. Williams comes back, back and forth. Koloff just cleans house. The faces then dominate. Steve Williams has impressive moves for a big man. He goes to charge and hits the corner post. Miller then hits Steve Williams hard. It goes outside. Miller hits Koloff with a headbutt, but takes too long to cover. The sheepherders then double-team. Koloff slugs it out with Luke Williams. Steve Williams gets hit with the flag from Morgan, and is not there for Koloff to tag. He finally tags Steve Williams in. Miller clips Steve Williams' leg. Koloff hits the Russian sickle out of nowhere for the win. Grudge Match. Kevin Sullivan with Gary Hart versus Dusty Rose. This was originally scheduled as Rose and Dick Murdoch versus Al Perez and Ron Garvin, but Garvin had left the company in August, and the bout was changed. Rose goes after Sullivan Hard, taking it outside. Big Dust then turns it on. Sullivan comes back. Hard interferes. Sullivan uses a spike on Rose. They slug it out. Rose gets the spike and hits Sullivan with it, but Hard pulls Rose outside. Al Perez attacks Rhodes and Sullivan is not disqualified, despite it not being announced as a no-DQ match. Perez and Sullivan whip Rhodes with the chain that is going to be used in the chain match coming up. Rhodes then gets hard and and pins him for the win, even though Sullivan was the opponent. I'm as confused as you are, but the crowd goes wild for it anyway. Tony and Rick talked to former football great John Ayers, who was going to be the special referee for an upcoming Flair-Luger match. Flair wants to know what makes him qualified to be a referee, and I don't really follow what Ayers says in rebuttal. He does not have the gift of gab. Russian chain match. Ivan Koloff with Paul Jones and the Russian Assassin versus Ricky Morton. Now, let me say this, a quick word about Russian chain matches. If you're going to have a chain match, you need to get a Russian chain. Don't go for a Polish chain. Don't go for a German chain. Don't go for a Japanese chain. Don't go for an American chain. The chain to go to is a Russian chain. Remember that, the more you know. It takes time to put the chain on. Koloff strikes early. They frame this as Ivan Koloff having to prove himself to Paul Jones because Jones has said that Koloff is the weak link of the Jones army. Morton fights back. They beat each other, but no one is getting a clear advantage. Koloff goes for the corners. He gets three before Morton gets him down. Morton hits Koloff with the chain and goes for all four corners. Jones' interference backfires and Morton wins. Jones and Koloff argue, then Koloff slugs Jones. Jones and the Russian assassin attack Koloff before being joined by another Russian assassin who also attacks Koloff. The crowd is chanting for Nikita to come out and I believe the roof would have gone off the building if Nikita had come out to save Ivan. Now, I've heard that they had never planned for him to come out to save Ivan I have heard that they had planned that, but Nikita had already left. Or maybe Nikita didn't want to have anything to do with this angle. But if Nikita had come out to save Ivan, the roof would have gone off the place. Jim Ross interviews John Ayers. He is better here than before, but that isn't saying much. NWA United States Championship match. Barry Windham with J.J. Dillon versus Sting. John Ayers is watching the match from ringside, feeling out process to start. Sting looks phenomenal starting out. Wyndham is selling his ass off here. Wyndham comes back, then it's more evenly paced. They go outside. Wyndham jaw jacks to John Ayers. Sting is taking a beating. He strings moves together, but can't get a pin. Wyndham takes a big, mighty bump into the corner. Sting is on the attack. Sting gets the sleeper on. Wyndham fights back and gets the figure four on. Wyndham uses the ropes for leverage. Referee Tommy Young catches him and makes him break the hold. Sting fighting back. Wyndham puts the claw on Sting's pectoral muscle. Sting fights back and Wyndham gets tossed outside. Sting with momentum but Wyndham accidentally hits referee Tommy Young. Sting hits the stinger splash. J.J. Dillon comes in with a chair that Wyndham uses on Sting. Ayers tells Young what happened and Sting wins by disqualification. J.J. jumps on Ayers, who is not having any of J.J. Jim Ross and Bob call to recap the night and send it to Tony Giovanni and Ric Flair, who is incensed at Ayers. They then sign off from Albany. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. This helps people find the show. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at CupofJoePod. You can email the show at cupofjoewrestlingshow at gmail.com. You can follow me on, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at The Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.